everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode number 126 from June the 25th of 1994. We're back and as unprofessional as ever. We're still in Loudoun, Tennessee. I can't remember if it's Loudoun or Loudoun. Jesus, don't send me hate mail. I would, I re- I would no say Loudoun. I would say Loudoun. Right. I, think, I, think I think it's Loudoun, too. And Tommy yeah, Noe whatever. told me, so... I don't know. We were still in Luton, Tennessee, Luton High School, Loudon, Luton. They these were taped actually June seventh, nineteen ninety four. I don't know if I mentioned that last week, but four hundred people reported in attendance. Less than Bob kick us off. But before we do that, let me get over to Hard Body Hopper and Doc Turner. How are you guys doing this morning? Hopper, uh, how are you? Let's just do this. I feel you, man. I'm feeling the same way, man. You know, we are committed. I don't want to blow Fuck ourselves this. again. But here we are, day off from work. And we're up at the crack of dawn to make sure these things get out on time. I haven't gone to bed yet. Again. Oh, Jesus. I, Jesus again. Christ. And I, and I still got to go to work. Like oh, my fuck. real job. All right. Harper, let's talk about that after. Maybe we'll just do one since you got shit to do. Um, and then we can figure out it. Right, time damn it. Together. Well, if uh, he ain't been to bed by 7 a.m., what's the likelihood of him going to bed at 8? No, he'll go to bed. He'll go to bed. Then he'll, he'll – what you need, Harper? About two or three hours of function normal? The function. Oh God! No, Nowadays, not, not at our age, pal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Doc. How are you, man? Well, when is this coming? I can tell you how I am if you can tell me I, about when this show is coming out. <laughs> I don't know. I know what you're trying to do. So, how are you doing? Uh, in January. Just, I'm getting sized for Super Bowl rings. That's all. I just okay. I got to make sure I get the right one. I, I want. I want it to fit so that I can uh, show it off to all my friends. And okay, so again, um, we I think it's Lu- I think it's Luton, Smoky pal. Mountain Wrestling I, I, episode one twenty six, June twenty fifth, nineteen ninety four. I'm not going to let you filibuster bullshit as normal. Okay, I would say I would say Luton. I would say Luton okay. if I lived there. So Les and Bob kick things off, and Tracy Smothers will take on Chris Hamrick for the Beat the Champ TV title today. And well done comes in, and they start yapping about the penalty box match. But this time, they challenge the thrill seekers to a match where the first team to do something that could cause a DQ would lose. And What's I immediately was like, "Yeah, what the fuck? I mean, isn't that how it's supposed to be to begin with?" Right? Didn't they expose just expose the business? The first guy that cheats loses. Well, yeah, that's how it's supposed to work. How was that a gimmick match? And I don't know if it was then or later when. Les goes, so what? They can't throw a punch? <laughs> Man, so, Les, is on, Les is on about week seven of that ja- same jacket, though. 
Oh, he's pretty. He's, he's, so he's like a he's like a fucking he's like a fucking nineteen year old going to multiple job applications, <laughs> job interviews. He's getting the most out of that song, bitch. I wish I had that Outcast song so fresh and so clean as a sound drop, so I could drop it right now. Because <laughs> I want to play that in sar- in a sarcastic me- way of Les being so fresh and so clean for seven weeks in a row with the same jacket. It's, yeah. it's rather stylish, but okay. Uh, back to the thrill seekers. Though. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, not the thrill seekers. Yeah. This whole well done thing with them. It's we, we got to get to the gangsters, bro. We really do. So just hang yeah. with we're us. Get, we're getting close, man. Yes, we I are. See a so black cloud us. on the horizon. A black cloud. That's real classy. Uh, we go to the next match. It is. Uh, we go to the first match, I should say. It's James Atkins and Larry Santos versus Scott and Steve Armstrong. The Armstrongs they basically make quick work of Santo and Atkins uh, when Steve hits Santo with a drop kick off the top rope. Uh, Doc Harper, any thoughts on what went down here in this match? I guess uh, Doc, I'll go to you first. I was just sitting there thinking during this match. I get why Scott didn't hit the big time. Like he's a good wrestler, but I get why he didn't hit the big time. Um, Cause he's a, he, his build is, I mean, he's built, but it's just different. But Steve had size and, yeah. a, little bit of, and a little bit. Of, I just wonder why Steve didn't, didn't do more, especially with that, that lineage. He's um to tell you too, I've stood next to Steve Armstrong before. He's not as small. I'm sorry, Scott, uh, actually both of them, but Scott's not as small as he looks, but I guess he technically hit the big time because he's an agent with WWE now. I, well, that's good. That's great. No, I know that's what not, you mean. I, I know what you mean. That's not what I, I meant. You know it. Stop being dis- intellectually dishonest. I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but I don't know. Hey. Good point, Stock. What do you got, Harper? You know what came out 31 years ago today? Uh-oh. He's looking at Facebook and he's scrolling and he found Throwback Lounge. The, yeah. 30, wait, wait, it was 31 years ago, so that would have been 1987. What yeah. came out at the end of 1987? Oh, this is going to be depressing. I can tell already. The, uh, uh, teenage, the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. Oh, I don't care about that. I was too old for yeah. that. Yeah. I, I think I saw the first movie and that was it. And I don't know what I really thought about it. But Hopper, you were probably a Ninja Turtle freak. Oh, yeah. That oh, was like the last toy that, that I had. Doc, do you want us? Do you want to address this now, or can we? What? Hmm. He's <laughs> wait, Hopper. No, how people, did, need to, right. people, need to, people need to understand something, and this is important, man. At thirteen, I wasn't playing with it. Yeah, Har- fuck that. Harper's not. Har- we're sitting here in our forties, and Harper's not younger than me. But at 13 and 9, that's a huge age difference. So it's yeah. perfectly okay for Harper to be playing with green frogs at 9 years old. <laughs> yeah. Or turtles or <laughs> They're not frogs. They're turtles, you dumbass. <laughs> right. But it was just in that window where, man, it, it, it was just it, – it, 13 and 9 might as well be 40 years apart. Yeah, now, for real, huh? Now we're the same age. We're all, four, all three the same age. Harper, did you have all the toys? I had them all except Michelangelo. I couldn't. I couldn't find him, bro. It was like that fucking Turbo Man movie. I couldn't fucking Actually, find him for nothing. Those things were hard to find. Mm-hmm. At a time, I remember that because I remember seeing people talk about them and like Fuck, that was a big craze back in the day. It was Ninja Turtles was like a big thing, man. It's like, and you couldn't like the toys were real hard to find. I just remember the action figures when they came out. Like I remember 
seeing people uh, trying to find him, and it was like a, yeah. almost an impossible thing. All right, you want, we'll, we'll get. Want to hear something? You want to hear something kind of sad? What? After this episode, there's only five more with Bob Cottle. Last week you said there was only six. Well, that would make sense then, right? Uh, I know. I'm just saying. You're, you're reminding us. You're giving us a countdown. Yeah, I can't remember. That, it wasn't last week. It was two weeks ago for us. I can't remember what I said two weeks ago. I mean, I, dude, you ain't the only one. All right. So after after the match, Scott and Steve win. They do play a promo. I, I wasn't planning on playing it, but I did want to he say said, this. Get, he said get the funk out. Yeah. Okay. That was some, that what was that, you? extreme that saying that? Uh, probably. Harper? I guess he went to funk you too. Oh yeah. Um, do y'all miss Dixie Dynamite? Yeah, I said that two weeks ago. Remember? Yeah, that's why I'm I liked it better as Dixie Dynamite. When he had the sparklers coming through, and I could host oh, a wrestling wrestling something with my civic organization. <laughs> he had the sparklers, <laughs> and he faced off against the Nazi. The uh, what was his name? The stormtrooper. <laughs> Yeah, fuck a stormtrooper. <laughs> I've never had so many mixed emotions in one wrestling match in my entire single life. I told you, Cor- I remember Cornette, and Cornette, when I was when I asked him about that, Cornette was like, I didn't even think about it, man. It was 1993, 92, man. We just put it out there and whatever. Nobody said nothing. All right, well, we'll keep going because that, that promo is pretty meat and potatoes. But uh, we then go to uh, Chris Hamrick versus Tracy Smothers. And let me get to a time cue because Cornette does come out before the match and he's got some words he wants to say. So I wanted to play that real quick. Here it is. It's not Jim Cornette's cologne you're smelling. Uh, and here's Cornette. He's down at ring. Well, he's got the mic. Hey, hey, Hamrick! Hamrick! You know something, boy? I don't think you've got the proper unemployment benefits and I don't believe that your working conditions are fair, so I'm going to give you the chance of a lifetime. All you got to do is beat that punk Tracy Smothers right there and you can be a full-fledged card-carrying member of my union, the Federation of International Thugs and Eliminators. You beat him, you're in the union, baby. Well, Cornette came right out. He made that announcement right here for all the fans to hear, uh, Les. Isn't that wonderful? He's worried about his unemployment benefits and his working conditions. Yeah, I tell you, as we mentioned earlier... But And then Les is just fucking piling on and trying to be funny uh doc um so cornette offers hamrick a spot in the union if hamrick can beat smothers and then um colin bruiser also come down to the ringside during the match but um eventually the armstrong's coming to the ring hamrick almost kills himself trying to tightrope the top rope um, jesus christ <laughs> tracy hits hamrick with the jaw jacker right after uh jaw jacker it now more or less looks like a shoulder tackle and not like an uppercut right. from the top rope. Yeah, what but, the fuck's up with that? Yeah, he kind of changed it, right? So, anyway, yeah. I, I had a couple things. One, uh, well, I'll save my union talk for later, but I don't know, Doc. Oh, what, no. From this? Oh, no. Oh, no. What? I got union talk, too, down. Oh, okay. I mean, I got more on it later, but um, go ahead. No, I think at first, to keep it to the wrestling, because people like the wrestling, it, it the, the timestamp is right around 1225, and Hamrick decides to morph into The Undertaker and try to walk the ropes. <laughs> it's it's rather pathetic, bro. Bro, that was... I, there were so many people in the ring at first, I was like, what, wait, what, what just happened? Did somebody trip <laughs> him? And then I had to go back and look at him. What the fuck? <laughs> hey, but at least Hammer, Harper, at least Hamrick upgraded from a t-shirt out there. He put on a jacket this time. Oh, God. Okay. Is that guy? 
Yeah. There you uh, go. He's tight roping now, and he fucks himself up. <laughs> or, uh, I just saw it. <laughs> he's stupid. Oh, uh, okay. Um, what else? Anything else, Hopper? I, no. Yeah. Did you hear Cuddle? <laughs> Did you hear Cuddle say the lady, the kids love Tracy? I was thinking Les should have said, "Bob, so do the rats." Bobby Blaze told some Tracy rat stories. That's boy. what he I'm said. Tra- That's he nice. said Tracy was banging the headboards, bro, breaking headboards every night, man. <laughs> Must be nice. Must be nice. You ought to ask him about that when you see him. All right. Next year at X-rated. I'll ask him. Hell, I'll be there. Uh, okay. So uh, let's keep it moving then because uh, we go straight from that to uh, Tammy Fitch and Candido and Brian Lee. And let me get to it and I'll hit play on it. So let's see where we're at with that. Here it is. All right, fans. Primetime Brian Lee, Chris Candido, and an irate, upset Tammy Fitch. You know, I've just about had it with the Rock and Roll Express. First they come out here and they dump a bucket of manure on my head. Now, now they come out here. What you got from Tammy right there? She just scuzz bucket. Now that's later. She said scuzz there. Oh, she scuzz. I was watching this last night. Miss Doc walked by and she goes scuzz bucket. It's like yeah. She's like, I'm gonna start. She's like I'm gonna start using that. It's like, oh, okay. Poor she's old Bambi. F- she's been working the fields. Her fingers smell like manure. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesus. you play with shit. That's gonna happen. Yeah, I bet it's, her, it's gonna happen. I bet her mullet smells like white rain. What? Isn't that like a shampoo? Is that like a a? a... That's like the cheap dollar store shampoo. Yeah, that's one of those. So that's Trailer Park White Chick. It's shampoo, it, it's, you... it's the it's the step up from Suave. Yeah, and like <laughs> and then it's like Vo Five. <laughs> that's nice, Oliver. Oliver, let me let me guess. You've got a lot of experience with the, these broads. With, no. With white rain shampoo. I mean, it, mm. I mean, that's what I used to use when I had <laughs> hair. What is it about white broads? All their hair smells the same. That's I, nice. What? Now, now, wait a minute. Whoa. Like what? <laughs> like cheap shampoo. I thought it would be like success. Mm. Mm, okay. Uh, I'm not going there with you two. So, any other thoughts on Tammy right there? Who I thought she was great. Yeah, I also thought Brian Lee is looking rough over there, man. Yeah. Brian Lee looks like nothing like what he used to. He's about to he's about to hit the WWF and then I guess the ECW at some point, right? We got to be close. It's 1994. I think he's 95 in ECW though. 
Is it 95 or 96? I don't remember. I don't even know. Those years go by so quick, it's it's hard to recall. All right. We keep it moving. Then we got a. They show a recap of J of the dirty, dirty white boy promo boy. outside in the woods, and then the whole thing with the two samurais and Jake releasing the samurai from the cage. Yeah, God. <laughs> we talked about this last week, so we'll keep going. And then they go from that to. Um, uh, they also showed uh, White Boy's promo, and then we go to Jake's. This is a new promo for this week. Here it is. Last week, you heard from the dirty white boy who says he's going to fight fire with fire where this man right here is concerned. Oh, oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was very good. I got to give it to him. I wonder how many months he had to sit at home and think about that, or did he think of it himself at all? Maybe the wife thought of it, you know. You see what I see, Tony? Is you are a child trying to play a man's game. You want to come over here and pull a finger, take a finger. I'll take an arm. You want to reach inside my gut and pull out the stomach? I'll pull out your heart. That's just the way it is. Because when it comes right down to it, I will do absolutely anything to get what I want. Sacrifice? I'll sacrifice anyone. You see, I have my own rules. I do have morals, but they're my own. I come up with them myself, and if need be, I change them tomorrow, and I adjust, and I get what I want. Summer Blast. We're talking cage. Now, you might think in the back of your little weasel mind that I would be worried about that. But you see, I've been a caged animal all my life. When I was brought into this world, I didn't know how to steal, how to cheat, how to lie. My dear father taught me all of that. Wow. And these nice folks out here taught me that. Because that's you see, nice. that's the way of life. So Tony, summer blast in a cage. I don't need a snake. I don't need nothing. Because I've got the one thing that no man can deal with. That's the DDT. Because once I hook the DDT on somebody, and I take you to the mat, you don't move. And if you don't believe me, why don't you ask that little scumbag you call your old lady, huh? Ask her what it was like. Ask her what a nice trip it was. Ask her what a ride it was. And if you're lucky, Tony, if you're real lucky, you might survive. But I don't think so. Because nobody's lucky when they play with a snake. Not even you. Dirty white boy, Jake the Snake, Summer Blast fans, let's go to the ring. Uh, Doc, you want to go first? Man. Scumbag. That is one exact word I had written down. He's a scumbag. What a dirty heel. Yeah. Call his wife a scumbag. You and your old lady. Well, just I have rules, but I change them if I need to. Mm. That was awesome. Uh, I didn't know how to steal and cheat. My dear father, you taught me that. The people. Oh, man, that was great. Whatever he brings his dad into it, that just makes it even slimier in 2018. Yeah. Because you know how much of a fucking piece of shit he was. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And he's talking about he learned something from him. Jesus Christ. Talking about even more heat now than then, just because he mentions that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Grizzly. Well, well and, here, and, and here's the other thing. I know he's, we all know, he's got these demons. Right now, I mean, just right there on the screen. So I had a couple of thoughts here. One is, he has demons and he's unreliable and he's still that good? Damn. It's too bad that he couldn't be just a little bit cleaner because he's, dude, he's awesome here. But then I got to thinking, who wasted more potential? Jake or Buddy Landell? Um, see, that's tough because I think Jake, Jake was more of a screw Jake might have been. Jake might have been like meteoric, all-time heel, clean. But could he do that? Could he do this character if he was clean? That's the point. No, no. I actually, I think that's hard to answer because, like, I think, I think, I think Jake was 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 a shithead. But like to me, Buddy, Buddy was just like like Buddy knew it. I don't know if Jake knew it. Like Jake knew it, but Buddy like was like, I just would fuck it up and fuck it all the way up. He's like, <laughs> as, in the words of Buddy Landell, he said, he said it was dangerous anytime he got fuck you money because that meant he could go fuck you. I ain't doing it. Or like in the example of not showing up to work on Saturday night on TBS. Uh, you know, black him and Black Bart are filling their nose with that Peruvian shit as he whoa, said. Whoa, whoa, shoot, whoa, shoot allegedly. No, he said it. There's no allegedly. He said no, it on no, Colton Cabana's podcast. He said it on the podcast. He said, I'm fine. We don't know about my- we don't know about Bart. We do know yeah. about Buddy. Come on, man. Leave, leave Black Bart out of it. I'm saying what Buddy said. What Buddy said, he him and Bart were filling their nose with Peruvian shit. And and then they just don't show up to work. And Bart shows up and Bart tells <laughs> Dusty's like, Where's Buddy? And Bart goes, He's at the hotel room. <laughs> and and Buddy said something like he told Bart, tell him, I ain't fucking coming. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like he just tells Dusty Rose, he ain't fucking coming. So I don't know, man. It's it's really hard to answer that question. Because Buddy was self aware enough to say, Fuck you, I ain't coming. Jake just no yeah. showed. <laughs> so it's a tough one. Okay, I'm a bigger fan of Buddy anyway. I thought I thought this was great. Yeah, it was good. mm -hmm. This was fabulous. All right, so uh, Harper, anything else before we keep going? Like what he says, I don't, I don't need the snake. I got the DDT. Then I was thinking, we haven't seen the fucking snake once. You don't need to see it. You just you're still thinking about it though. Mm. Yeah, for real. Okay. After the after that, they go to a match with Joe Kazana, who we hadn't seen in a while, and Dirty White Boy. Uh, Kazana and White Boy go for a few minutes. When out of nowhere, Jake hits the ring, and the referee throws out the match. Here we go with the Samurais, though. One of the Samurais comes out. Jake DDTs him. The second Samurai comes out. Jake thinks the second Samurai is his friend, but the second Samurai is actually Dirty White Boy's friend and helps Dirty White Boy. So Jake DDT'd the wrong Samurai. And I'm kind of like Bob Cottle here. I can't keep all this shit straight. But, yeah, fuck you know, this shit. This is your, dumb. Your thoughts. Where are the gangsters when we need them? <laughs> uh, Harper, thoughts? Besides, I think it's kind of, it, it kind of dumps Jake down. Don't you think, like, doing, like, shit like this? Yes, I do agree. I, I'm with you, Harper. 
I don't think it does the dirty white boy any favors either. Why does he no. need? A, why does he need a, a fucking samurai? His little Jap. Whoa. Well, that's what he called him. I mean, Harvard yeah, him. his little Jap friend. That's what he said. <laughs> no, I, my point is, it's like he TDT'd your wife and slithered all over. Isn't that enough for you to want to get your revenge? Yeah. I mean, this is Tennessee. That's enough for you to get in there and start throwing hands and lots oh. of them. Here's a question for the drive-through. Send it to corny drive hashtag corny drive-through on Twitter or corny drive-through at gmail.com. Why did you involve the samurais into the Jake Roberts and Dirty White Boy feud? If you want to know, Cornette would be the man to ask. I don't, I don't. And I guess we can officially <sighs> answer our question that our good, good, dear, sweet, clean friend, Daryl Van Horn, has exited the promotion. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's gone, but he's still in touch with me, sending me all kind of filthy shit on Facebook. Um, okay, let's keep going. Uh, uh, so, we after all that with the Joe Kazan and Dirty White Boy, we go to the Night of Legends update with Les Thatcher. Uh, Les, a um, bunch of profiles, but Les profiles Ron mm. and Don. And um, I tell you what, let me get to the segment where he starts on them. So, and I'm going to play it because I think this is important. He's um, probably the is. toughest man who ever lived. And it's universally accepted with the fans and the wrestlers alike that he was the most hated man in professional wrestling. Why? All you have to do is listen to this. Back at ringside, you know, all kinds of wrestling action will be on the card Friday night at Chill Howie Park Arena. Tommy Gilbert asked for a match against Dandy Jack Donovan, who turned on Gilbert last night, left the ring after... Turn that over and be quiet a minute. I've got a little something I want to tell you. Oh, I don't doubt that. I tell you, you've got my chair run down slow. You've got it run down low trying to make... I don't handle chairs, Ron. I don't have a thing in the world to do with it. Put yours down there a little bit. That's I want to tell you something. Let me tell you, I took that loud mouth, dumb old Dromo down there last night. I whooped that man to the point that they had to send eight wrestlers and John Kazana and all the police in the building in there and hold me and pull me off of him. And that goes to show you what a, what kind of man that he come out here and bragged that he was. What he... You through? No, I'm not well, through. you one I was just sitting there waiting for you to open that big mouth again so I can tell you to shut up. You come down here, all you know to do is sit down here and lie. I don't know why the people down here don't get up a petition and have you fired from down here. They ought to fire you and run you from off the TV hill. Hire me and take your place and give me your job. Hey, I do a 10 hey, to 1 better job at it than you do. It ain't me that got suspended. <laughs> now, let me tell you something. These loudmouth idiot referees, they're low down conniving. Don't stand there and tell me to wait a minute. I'll smack you from across the ring over Go ahead if you feel Just because they put a referee shirt on and hide behind them white and yellow and black stripes, they ought to be yellow stripes because yellow's all you are. Y'all eat none of you, nothing but a bunch of yellow-bellied nitwits. Before you let your mouth run out, you put your hand... Who can forget the feud between Ron and the late Whitey Caldwell, especially the brutal Tennessee chain matches? All right, I'm going to turn it down because this whole thing is a profile on... Uh, Don and Ron and Whitey Caldwell just talking about their influence in the territory from Knoxville and all that. But um, that clip we heard is, I forget mm. the year, but there's the full clip of it is on YouTube. And I believe Ron Wright in that full clip 
tears the set apart and whatnot, and he just shows how much of a badass he really is. So, uh, Doc, you first. Uh, thoughts on Les's profile here with Profile and Ron and Don, which Don is still alive. Uh, Ron obviously passed away, and we miss him in the promotion. How, but uh, thoughts? How great is that? He calls him the number one hillbilly and the meanest man in the sport, and the fans knew it. Man, that was awesome. And then, dude... He gets the host out there hot. He's got everybody riled up, and he's just a natural heel. Why is my chair lower? Why is this? Why is that? I mean, Ron Wright's almost as good of a heel as I am. Okay. But, dude, that was fantastic. That old clip, man, that old black glasses he's wearing, and he's just out there shaking his fist at the clouds, man. Hopper, any thoughts on Ron right there? Did that seem real? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> good. Good point. Yeah. That's the that's the number one part of it. You watch that and yeah. you're like, "Holy he shit!" He ain't acting. Yeah. It's like the ref was like, well, "Fuck you, motherfucker." Yeah. <laughs> um, and he was like, from all accounts, a real badass. Like, oh he yeah, wasn't fake. He would really whip your ass. Oh yeah. You had to be tough if you're going to be that mean. His, um, I forget who it was. Somebody posted a picture of him. Uh, he was, uh, you know, Bo James does a Christmas show for his promotion every year. Mm-hmm. And Don was at the, Don was there and, and Bo posted, uh, or someone, one of the listeners, God, it's slipping my mind, but one of the listeners posted a picture of Don, Bo James and himself, uh, at the Christmas show. Uh, he don't look bad, man. And I mean, I know his brother's up in age, but. Hey, can yeah. you imagine it? I mean, that dude's got some, like, we talk about Ron Wright, but that dude's hey, got man. some stories, too. Hey, man, we, we can get a double rooms at the at the end with the Night of Legends rate yeah. for 36 bucks, man. Let's go. <laughs> so, y'all want to know what's, what's that funny? that mean, double and, and, and single? Like a bed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll take, I'll take five rooms. I don't want any, I'm going to sleep in the middle. I don't want anybody near <laughs> me. Say the price again, Doc. It was thirty-two for a single, thirty-six for a double. So spend an extra fucking whatever for the thirty-six. That's right. Here's four extra so, bucks. Right. How much is that? How much is that in today's dollars? Probably forty. A million for these people. No, what I was going to say was like maybe upper forties, fifty at the most. Right. Right. God, right. that's cheap for a room. Right. What kind of fucking jizz so, so do you think the- is on those towels? Jesus Christ. Just play Terry Funk. <laughs> um, I, let me make one point. Spectrum rents. We talked about the ring apron a couple weeks yeah, back. Yeah. Spectrum. Every time I see Spectrum rents, and nowadays they keep playing that fucking Spectrum commercial, like in our area at least, Doc. I don't know if you're seeing that. The Spectrum cable commercial. I swear it makes me think of Smoky Mountain. I'm like, wh- wh- who they, what are they doing? Oh, never mind. It's just Spectrum cable. Uh, anyway, I just want to bring that up. But Spectrum Rents, sponsoring Night of Legends. Let's keep going because we do need to get to Terry Funk. Um, well, not Terry Funk, but we got first off, we got Kyle and, and Cornette, and then we go to Funk. So here it is. All right, fans, with us right now, Jim Cornette, his enforcer, Bruiser Bedlam. What are you, are you, are you trying to bring down Smoky Mountain Wrestling? No. Union no. Activity? I'm not, are you trying oh, to? shut up, Jabbering right, Bob. Yeah. I'm not trying to bring anything down. I'm trying to run things. I have a thirst. I have a lust for power. And you know somebody that's going to help me get power? Terry Funk. Terry Funk and Dory Funk Jr. And he's got some comments about Summer Blast. Before I get started, I want to hear what Terry's got to say. 
You know, I look at Tennessee. I think, gosh, there's got to be something wonderful about it. There's got to be something that's special about it. So you look around the countryside. You try to find something that's very sweet about it. And there really is nothing. What is the attraction in Tennessee? It certainly isn't. It isn't the people. It certainly isn't the mountains. What does Texas have over Tennessee? What Texas has, it has very successful and good athletes coming out of this area. In fact, the best in the world. What do you have coming out of Tennessee? You have a bunch of uneducated idiots coming out of the University of Tennessee. What do you have coming out of the state itself? Nothing. We have wonderful politics. We have wonderful everything. But the worst thing that you have that coming out of Tennessee is the reputation of your wrestling organization and it is becoming fouled by the Armstrong family. Who wants to see not one, not two, not three, not four? God only knows how many of them are running around there legitimately and illegitimately throughout the country. No wonder Cornette called up Dory Funk Jr. and called up myself, Terry, and said, hey, I need you in there. I need to get rid of these people and get them out of here. I need to show the people of Tennessee their true colors. We all know what their true colors are, and that's the color of yellow. We are going to show you people out there just exactly who the Armstrongs are. This is very important because that is the only way that we will be paid by Jim Cornette, is if we show you who the Armstrongs are. And when those Armstrongs are out there hollering, Daddy, 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 please come down here. Oh, Daddy, oh, Daddy. Daddy, 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 oh, Daddy, help me, help me, Daddy. Oh, please, Daddy, 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 please come down here. And Bob Armstrong stays in the background. It doesn't take much to figure out the man is a coward. I wonder if Doc's back from dropping a douche yet. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Uh, Hopper, you first. Uh, and then we'll Did you one if you... Did you notice at the 3202 mark when he says, he says, when he calls him yellow, he does the full horseman sign. Let me go back. Let me look. And I've always, I was like, what the fuck's that supposed to mean? Yeah, he did. I just saw it. Yeah, it, it seems like it was kind of, you think it was like kind of telling them to fuck off or something? WCW? Mm, 90, I don't know about 94. Yeah, it, it just seemed. It's like, why would he do that? Uh, maybe he did it by accident. I don't know. I don't know. Let me see what he said. Hold on. That just really st- me, it stuck out to me. It caught Dude, my eye. I, I had a fecal emergency. Let me let me see what he says when he when he mentioned when he throws that sign up. Hold on. True colors. We all know what their true colors are, and that's the color of yellow. We are going to show you people out there. Okay, so that's weird because. When he throws up that, what looks like the Four Horsemen sign, he says they'll show their true colors of yellow. So, I, I don't yeah. know. Hey, uh, Harper, you ever know anybody that had an earring like that? No. No, I don't think I have either, man. That's pretty much, that's just, I don't know. <clears throat> I knew you a guy once, a- he listens to this show, actually. He used to have a dagger earring he'd wear. Oh, who? Mike? Well, it was good. No, no. Mike's too busy wearing... <laughs> old man 
hats to cover up, keep his little bald head, <laughs> keep his bald head warm. Um, no, nah, it was a friend of mine, man. He used to have a dagger earring, long hair and shit. And then he like grew up. And he, he's it. listening to this show. Oh yeah, he's 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 a uh, he's purchased uh, merchandise. I think he's a docaholic. Everybody's a docaholic, pal. Just say yeah. it. I'm not saying his name on the air. He may not want that. Oh, is this, uh, is this, hey, is this... a lot of podcasts say that, but man, it may not be socially acceptable for everybody. This is our little secret club, man. Everybody can't. <laughs> it's not proper society to just tell people's names out in the public on this thing. That's nice. You don't want you don't want to chat chat us up, Doc. No, I thought I did have a little fecal emergency. I had to go in there and explode the my my south end out of just stuff my colon back in my body when I was done. That was awful. Oh God! All right. guys, just, we just well, it's just after Christmas, so every all that food and shit is just had to like. Ugh, I think my large intestine came out. I had to like just push it back in. You got anything on Funk right there? Since uh, I thought he was, Ravon I thought it was really good that he came in understated and just not yelling, and and just laid it out, man. And all your children, legitimate and illegitimate. <laughs> I liked it. All right, so he wears let's keep poncho going. and his dangly earring and just that blue background. That blue background. He's Dodger always cutting poncho. a promo in front of a weird background. Is that Dodger Blue, uh, Harper? I think so, huh? Yeah. I mean, it almost. Oh, you mean the poncho or the background? The, the background. background. And that what background damn it looks purple, dude. Okay, so the poncho may be Dodger Blue then. Yeah. You need to get you a Dodger Blue poncho. That'd be great. I'm sure they can get one in Mexico. Okay. Probably so, man. The Dodgers are big down there, I would imagine. Yeah. Let's keep going. Cornette is out there with Bruiser Bedlam, true to the crew, and Bob Cottle. And, of course, that's the battle of the family. We're going to find out who the number one family in professional wrestling is. Let me explain something to the Armstrongs. You're going to find out, boys, what it's like to be non-union workers in a union area because I have Killer Kyle. He's the muscle, he's the leg breaker, he's the enforcer, he does the dirty work. You can see he's ready to get down and get in the trenches and do some dirty things that need to be done. And then, Bruiser Bedlam, the world's most dangerous wrestler. He's the man that's going to be, oh, without doubt, the power, most powerful, strongest wrestler in the history of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. He's ripping apart everything that comes in his path. The Funk Brothers have opened an Amarillo chapter of the Union Fight Federation of International Thugs and Eliminators. And I, Jim Cornette, me, I'm going to be the Jimmy Hoffa of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. I'm going to be running things around here. So Armstrongs, you're going to find out, and you're going to find out that your old man is a coward for hiding behind that, behind that excuse about not wanting to get back in the ring because he didn't want to quit as commissioner. It's too late. He can't even get back in the ring after he resigns now. I'm not going to settle for that. I want all the Armstrongs out of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And Tracy Smothers at Summer Blast. Doc Fight with the Bad Man. The Motor City Madman, Bruiser Bedlam. Just like they do on the dock. Spread everybody back. Bring anything you want. Do anything you want. There's no way to stop this match until one man is stretched out and beaten. The referee's powerless. Because in a dock fight, there is no referee. So Bruiser Bedlam's going to take care of Tracy Smothers at Summer Blast. Killer Kyle is standing by to do any dirty deeds that I want done dirt cheap. And the Funk family will rule preeminent. 
has the greatest legacy in the history of professional wrestling over the broken bodies of the Armstrongs at Summer Blast. This union is on a roll. You wouldn't believe the calls I'm getting. Everybody wants to join it. Come on, guys. we got to bust up a few uh, picket lines. All righty, fans. Let's take this moment. Let's find out more about Summer Blast. Watch this. I ain't feeling this union thing, but, you know, I don't want to be Mr. Noisy Negative over here. So, Harper, your thoughts? Yeah, me neither. I bet if they had dental insurance, all these redneck assholes would probably join to get their fucking teeth fixed, huh? I don't think that would matter to them. No? Nah, they like being toothless. That's nice. I know. Oh, I tried to look up the fucking the West Town Inn, and I don't think it, it exists anymore. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't find anything. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um Doc, your thoughts on this union? Unions are good, man. Okay, here we go. He's playing around. Now he wants to do some little skit he got concocted in his head, play heel or babyface, depending on your take on the world. So go ahead. I just, they help you get more pay from the Booker man. That's all. What's wrong yeah. with that? Everybody likes more pay. I don't know if, if it, that's always the case, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. If it wasn't for unions, you wouldn't have fucking two weeks off of Jesus' birthday. Mm. <laughs> Harper just said the truest thing that he's ever said <laughs> on this show. Sweet baby Jesus. Okay. Did uh did Bedlam get some more homemade tattoos up there on his pecs? Are those new? And look, I don't remember those. Maybe it's just that this episode had a little bit clearer resolution, so maybe so. I hope he didn't. Fuck. He's true to the crew, brother. Whatever, man. How many, tattoos, dream, how many tattoos do you have, Harper? None. Okay. Mike? None. Really? I'm not answering that question. Why is that important, Doc? I was just wondering if anybody had been had a run-in with homemade tattoos before. Uh, no, I got no, a, definitely not. A friend of mine had one when I was in high school with the fucking oh. Indian ink. Here we go. With the little, <laughs> with the little dots, you go dot, 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 and it was an eight ball, and it fucking looked like sh shit, dude. It was okay, like so what? Dots from a coloring book. Here we go. <laughs> Have you ever seen a homemade tattoo that did look good, dude? There was this guy when when I was like eighteen years old. Oh yeah, there was here this, we go. There was this fucking white guy that lived in the Saint Bernard projects. And he had a tattooed dirty white boy on his fucking arm. And he served time in jail. And he had a homemade uh, little fucking tattoo gun thing. And a friend of mine was like, dude, I'm going over there to get some tattoos. I was like, bro, let's go. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> and he went over there. And I saw what the fuck was going on. And it was like some jail fucking tattoo shit. And I was like, I'm I'm going home, bro. I'm not just this, this dude ain't touching me, bro. Hopper. <laughs> uh -huh. You went to the Saint Bernard project? Oh yeah. How old were you? Shit. I was like 17, 18. <laughs> it's awesome, actually. 
And then, and then he he got one tattoo. It was supposed to be, you know how the moon has like the man on the moon face on it, right? Oh, jeez. Yes, yes. It was the face was supposed to be like a skull on the moon, and it and it and it ended up looking like you know when the Bugs Bunny cartoons when he hits the baseball, it's a home run. <laughs> it's the baseball screaming. <laughs> Over the fucking fence. That's what it looked like. Was, I, and when I saw that, I was like, there's no fucking way I'm letting this fucking white trash motherfucker touch me. Okay, so hold on. <laughs> hold there's on. There's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, yeah. I need to, I need to work on some of this before I forget. Um, <laughs> Did you just say a minute ago, glossing over it real fast, that he had a dirty white boy tattoo? Had a dirty white boy tattoo. How come we're just now hearing about that? Yeah, dirty oh. white boy. Um, mm. how would you two describe this the Saint Bernard project so that we can get a picture of a seventeen or eighteen year old Harper navigating this hellhole? <laughs> I mean, back then it was it, it was it was shithole. I mean, yeah, now I mean, it's. I yeah. mean, now it's a whole different story. Yeah, but so. we don't care about now. We care about your. Hubbard, well, didn't they rebuild? Didn't they um? Didn't they knock it all down and rebuild it? Or, yeah, or they got, yeah. It's a it's fucking night and day. Yeah, it's not. He he's talking in the nineties, man. Fucking yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they were hanging and banging. Yeah. I mean it. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to walk through there. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> well, I just I mean, put in Saint Bernard. All like Pro- that, though. I just Google Saint Bernard projects. It says population seventeen as of two thousand and ten. Now yeah, it does say that know. people also search for Gentilly Woods. So there's that. Yeah. No. No. That. That. They're not. No. Uh. But I mean, how come there's it, a, how come there, how come on the Wikipedia page instead of a picture of the building, there's just a picture of you, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Google uh, Saint Bernard Projects uh, pre Katrina and see what pops up. Demographics: one hundred percent black. Ninety-nine point nine 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 percent. All right. So are you done? So are you still looking, Doc? So what did the guy? What did his apartment smell like? It was it was rough, bro. Fuck, you know how I wouldn't you know call that an apartment. It, bro? He would clean like the, the the fucking shit with fucking Jack Daniels. Wait, what? He would. Oh, yeah, okay. I was like, man, yeah, this ain't happening, bro. I'm going home. I, I wouldn't call it a an apartment either. Well, yeah. What would you call that, that, it? The projects. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but what is his what is his section of the project called? What do you mean? I don't I don't yeah. know what you're asking. Well, the the projects is not a communal room where everyone lives, is it? So you're there's not se- any it's sense sectioned, whatsoever. It's sectioned off. What is his section called? I don't know. An apartment. It doesn't have to be nice. It's a shitty apartment. Yeah, Dude, it's nobody 
cause of the projects in apartment. You live in the right. projects. Now you might live in a unit in the projects, but a unit. Par- I'll stay with the unit. That's fine. An apartment so if- is the furthest thing from describing the projects that you will ever have one say. No one will so- ever discuss the projects and say, "I live in an apartment in the projects." They're just gonna <laughs> say, "I live in the desire. I live in the Saint Bernard." <laughs> I, you know, that's that's how it's described. No, no so one what? would ever say. What? What tattoo were you gonna get on the drive over? I forgot, man. It's something fucking white trash. Okay. Something I I'm so glad it didn't happen. Y'all wanna get back to Smoky Mountain? I'm sure these people <laughs> are tired of hearing Harper, about how, the projects in New what, Orleans. How how much during your visit to the projects did you think my life is in jeopardy right now? <laughs> I just think you fuck this shit, bro. I'm just going home, bro. This is dumb. Cause, cause Mike, you know, I mean, I ain't trying to be funny here. D- there's legitimate places, not only in New Orleans, but in just about every big city that you can find. Where it's just not cool for white people to show up and be like, hi. I mean... It's not cool for no one to show up. <laughs> Hopper's got a point. If you're if you're, an, fair, if you're a strange but... face, but especially yeah, if, you're, if you're if you're a honky bro, you you might not you might not want to show your face in a project. Right. So I mean, you walked into a parallel. It sounds like you walked into a parallel situation just by showing up. And, and you got to remember. Mike, this is this was your life, but for many of our listeners in Eastern Tennessee, they only see wait, wait, like wait. one black family a year. They don't know. Wait, wait, wait. wait, before you say it was my life, let's clarify. I did, I did not grow up in the housing project, so let let, let, me, <laughs> yeah. let me point that point out. I don't want anybody saying I grew up in the project and that. Oh, he said he grew. No, no, I did not grow up in the, in a housing project. But um, I guess you're right there, man. You know, we, we don't live in a diverse world, especially parts of Tennessee, unless you're in those communities that had you know twenty. 10% of their population being African-American. Y'all want to get back to Smoky Mountain now? I'm sure this is riveting audio for people. I Hey, you're going to tell me that the that the army out there doesn't love to hear the wonderful, strange tales of Harper's navigation through life? Yeah, that fucking tattoo that was like a baseball screaming in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> I was like, dude, what the fuck, bro? What the fuck is that? Do you remember the guy's name? I couldn't tell you. Dirty white boy. Well, he got yeah. A friend of mine, a friend of mine, got the baseball tattoo, and he got like you know, like on the on the Molly Hatchet album, he got like oh, flirting with bar- disaster. The big barbarian guy sitting on a horse. Oh, <laughs> he got that tattoo, and he got that that like panther tattoo that you see fucking everywhere. I think fucking Tony Soprano even has one. Hmm. I've got no words. <laughs> All right. uh, when did we'll you lose to touch that. with this friend that you went to the projects with? Oh, my fuck. 20, uh, about, about 15 years ago. I'm still friends with him on Facebook. But yeah, he he moved on and shit and joined the Navy. Do you oh, know? Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Uh, do you know um, Do you know what the guy went to prison for? for jail? I, I, I don't know. Those kinds of things usually have like a legend about them. I just didn't know <laughs> he had like Hopper, done something Hopper, crazy. One last question before we move on: Did he live like in one of the housing units that are on the outside of the project? And what I mean by that, Fuck. on like the perimeter, or did y'all actually have to go 
into. Like, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Fuck it's a big old complex. I mean, it's not right. like you're... Do you remember? I don't re- No. Okay. I, I was just curious. I was just curious. Okay. I had a friend of mine's grandmother who lived in one of the housing projects in New Orleans. And I didn't, I didn't think nothing of it. I mean, I was a young kid. I had no clue uh, or understanding. And then as I got older, I was a teenager. I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so let me ask you this. Because I, 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 you know, I grew up fairly meager, but not that meager. So let's don't get that twisted. So anyway. Daddy Doc. <laughs> let me let me ask you this. So when you got a grandma that lives in the projects. What my grandma the, uh, was his. No, no, but we a grandmother. Not you have one, but when there's a grandmother in the projects, do the I don't know a better word for it. Thugs. Ooh. Thugs that live there. Hold on, Harper. <laughs> I wasn't gonna go there. Wow. Do they leave grandma alone or is it just so thuggish ruggish bone that even grandmas are gonna get jacked with oh man like that's a misconception about the fucking housing problem i mean people are just low income dude do killings and murders happen yeah but fuck man the city of new orleans man killers and murders i mean there's murders every fucking where not just in the housing projects so i mean like you just got low income families man that live there and are fucking just trying to scrape by and get by with what little they have i mean your average person that lives in a freaking housing project ain't Ain't out there just running the streets trying to fucking murder people and rob people all day. So why is it so that, dangerous? If it's just, why is it so dangerous? If because it's just bec- a bunch of good bec- people. Because you got you do have people. You have a select few who fucking you know live a crime life. I don't know how else to say it. But it, I mean, it's not like everybody, dude. You, man, we knew. I knew a. a I don't say I knew a buddy of mine. Uh, worked in construction, welding, and whatnot. And his fucking supervisor, who was making—I know this is not going to sound like a lot, like a ton of money—to to to most people out there, or, or maybe it will to some. He was making like sixty grand a year, and back in like the nineties in New Orleans. Now, I, now let me translate: sixty grand a year in New Orleans in the nineties. You could you you could have a decent little house. I mean, you could have a nice house, live in a live in a, a you know middle income community. You know where he lived in the fucking project. So I mean, it's like you know, you you, you had like you got pe- functioning members of society that live in a project. Just because there's, you know, people live in a project, don't mean they're scum of the earth. Fuck. So many misconceptions about poor people. It's ridiculous. I know, right? Tell them. I'm Thanks just saying. That up. When did this turn into a PBS Frontline special? I mean, no. <laughs> you asked a question. You asked the question, man. Now don't get me wrong, dude. They, you got you got some people so, out there who ain't who ain't. So we're gonna right host our either. first live show from. You pick it. You, you pick the went projects. down this path. Don't blame me, motherfucker. The, the desire projects. Sure, uh, we got to keep it moving though. Okay. So let's go now to uh, now that we got that PBS out the way about the. Uh, housing projects in new orleans because doc wanted to talk about harper's friend who got a tattoo let's go now to uh les thatcher he's with uh bambi um and they're interrupted by tammy primetime brian lee and chris candido here it is at summer blast (laughs) all right uh we took a look at you coming out of the box and you literally popped in on us last (laughs) week bambi and i think a lot of the smoky mountain fans would like to know a little bit of your background 
Well, you know, first of all, I've been friends with uh, Ricky and Robert for a long time, and, you know, I've always uh, looked up to them. They're the greatest tag team around. I've been wrestling for a long time, so it was an honor for me to come up and, and be a tag team with them. We're certain. Hold on. Hold on just one minute. Let me tell you something, little girl. I don't know who you think you are. Come on, you guys. Come but on. I am the first lady. Listen to me when I talk to you. I am the first lady of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. I've run every other woman out of this territory before. I've gotten rid of Sherry Martell. I've gotten rid of that little scuzz, the dirty white girl. And it won't be a problem to get rid of you. There's not room for two women in this territory. All you are is a little Well, you guys showed up just in time. Oh, yeah, that's Let's right, talk about man. the cavalry coming. Just in time. You see, Taylor Fitch, you stuck your nose in our business too many times. And it's all going to come to an end. And summer blast, because this time, you are going to be in the ring with the Rock and Roll Express and Bambi. And she's here to take care of business. All right. That's right, brother. Take care of business. All right. A big six-man coming your way. We'll be back. Uh, <laughs> Gibson got it in, boy. We got five minutes. We got we got four minutes to get the Patreon video in. So uh to to do our rating and everything. So anything on that right there, Doc? Scuzz bucket, man. It's going yeah. into the vernacular. That was used to be a, that name used to be a thing, man. It did. It actually was. Uh Hopper, anything else from you right there with uh what went down? No. It's just Bambi. Yeah, it is. Um it's Brian Bambi. Lee grab Brian Lee grabbed Bambi though. For Tammy to yeah, get I, saw that. I thought we were, I thought we were about to have a Me Too movement from Brian Lee. Mm-hmm. He was going to grab her boobs. Yeah, man. Just where where are they? All right, wow. Let's, let's wrap this up, uh, and then we can bullshit more at the end but after the video goes off. Well done versus the Thrill Seekers in an automatic DQ match. Um, I love Lance Storm and Chris Jericho, but this shit was dumb, and it put me to sleep. Yeah, the, yeah the, this was fucking retarded. So... For real, well done. It's just not working for me. And so basically, the finish was one of the members of Well Done spit on Storm, and Storm balled his fist up and cracked Well Done, and the Thrill Seekers lost because of that. And with that, uh, that is the end of that's my final thoughts. Doc, you anything on the end? No, nah, I don't care a thing about this. This was a that silly sh- stipulation, man. That shit was so dumb. So yeah, fuck all right, that. All right, poor, all right, poor Lance. Well, here's what I had to say: Poor Lance Storm. For real. Uh, Doc, let's hurry up. Let's do the disability checks, and then we can bullshit after we do that. Uh, what you got? Uh, not a bad episode for me, though. All said, I'll give it an 8.1. Okay. I did an, uh, I did an 8. What are you giving it, Hopper? I'll, I give it a 7.5. I, I, I so, understand why. Believe yeah. me, I understand why. Um, government cheese award time. Uh, I'm giving mine to Ron Wright, that segment. With oh, him. you dick. Who you did, was that what you were thinking? Yeah. Okay. So Ron Wright gets it from Harper too. Doc, who are you giving yours to? I went a different way and kept it with Jake because Jake is just out there scoreboarding folks. 
No argument. He is out there doing his thing. That's for damn sure. All right, so uh, we got a little time to burn now. Um, eight, 8.1, 7.5, and two Rons and Jake. So uh, I don't know. What else we got? What else we got this week? We got the tinyurl.com slash BTC Amazon referral link. I'm sure everybody's got go. gift cards from Christmas, so please use them and use the referral link, and we'd appreciate it. I got a lot of questions a couple weeks back. Uh, Lance and I did the bonus episode. And oh. I had people asking me, no, Doc, don't don't shoot on it now. Remember, this isn't going to air for a month. People won't know what you're talking about. Uh, Lance, Lance and I did the bonus episode for World Class, and people were saying, oh, you should do more World Class. Well, let me tell you, you can get a year and, at this point, four months' worth of World Class Championship Wrestling from late 82 through early 84 by going to tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. You get the video versions and you get the audio versions for that show on Patreon. So there you go. Sign up. Let me, let me help you out here, too, month. man. As a real World Class historian, me, let me just tell you. They these two have these two have without Harper and I somehow have worked their way through the hottest period of world class that there is. So I mean that's some hot stuff right there. Then you get to just start dealing with all the death and how the tragedy works. Yeah, that's coming. I, a, that's coming up, pal. So we're on the doorstep of it because David's about right. to die. I mean, but as we're recording this, David hasn't died yet. That, but. that but that bonus episode, I was listening to it and it was like David's fighting for fighting Flair, and I'm like. Wait, he's still alive? Doing in the background, Harper? Nothing. What is that popping noise? It ain't me. Oh, I'm, I'm slapping a coat hanger against my leg. <laughs> <laughs> uncle, uncle. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. We went from nothing. <laughs> uncle, uncle. <laughs> Oh. Ah, all right. <laughs> okay. Any, any, <laughs> uh, I don't know any where you, thoughts? I don't know where you go after that. Or <laughs> well, any other thoughts on world class, Doc? Uh, I, I will say this. Even though you know, I'm going to save a lot of this for for the next NWA show. But, show but, uh, yeah. but I did agree with uh, what's his name's point that uh. Mark Lawrence was better than Bill Mercer. Not a lot of people will give you that, but I will. Because you got the Saturday show, so none of us saw that. I know. We didn't. We didn't. We only got the one that they shot from the Sportatorium. Yeah. But Bill Mercer is not good. You think? You yeah, think? Bob you know what? He, he looks a, bad, man. He also taught a class, um, a, a radio TV class seminar at the university in north texas and it was like this big deal that like if you could get in to take his class because he was like this revered broadcaster and it's like bro that guy was an idiot he wasn't an idiot he just you know how bob coddle has trouble calling the the moves in smoky mountain like right now where we're at bill bill mercer's like that in world class like throughout 83 he calls a pile driver just weird shit he'll call a body slam something weird like garvin will do his brain buster and he'll call it like uh, just something completely you're like what what did he call that he's just really weird calling the matches but i mean he's not bad it's just it's okay so let me ask let me ask you a question you're now into 84 so and you've been 
trashing world class to me privately. Like this is some bullshit, dude. But uh, that was a while back. So did eighty three hold up for you? The whole year, kind of. The problem with world class is you don't realize it when you're young, but there's a lot of holes. Yeah. In a booking. Like those, the and I told you the the this one. I don't know if I told you on air or not. I can't remember. But the the American tag team titles in June of 83, Brody comes back into world class and he tags with Kerry Von Erich. And they beat the Freebirds for these eight, these American tag titles at like the Reunion Arena Star Wars show in June of 83. And you then never see them defend the titles ever. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Wild Bill, or, well, not Wild Bill, the Super Destroyers, and Doc, Doc will know why I'm calling them, saying Wild Bill, but the Super Destroyers show up with the American Tag Titles. And it's like, oh, they won them somewhere. But it was this big deal in June of Brody, because Brody comes in and he's fucking whipping ass, bro. Um, mm. He's just tearing shit up. Brody and, and Kerry tag and win. It's this big old eruption when they win it. And then you and then they never talk about it again on TV for four months until the Super Destroyers show up with the belts in the Sportatorium one night. It's just this is so you got holes sounds like, like it, that. Sounds like JCP with the six man tag titles. No oh, yeah, forgot about them. Right. Well you see? you know you know who the six man champs are as we're doing this to this day and have been six man champs for what feels like three years now is the Road Warriors and it, it does see, uh, yeah, yeah. So like you have all those holes and I don't know, bro. It's just it was a trophy, wasn't it? For yeah. for the for the NWA, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a trophy. How long do you think they held those belts? Who? Um, Dusty and. And um, the Road Warriors. Don't Over a year. Oh, well, close year, to two. Yeah, you're close to two years. They held that dumb shit. <laughs> anyway, because <laughs> they never defend it. But it, it's it's actually worse because like at least on NWA they'll show under Dusty's name it'll say six man world champion. Like at least they'll like remind you, man. You mm-hmm. just never see these American tag titles, that, and that's the other thing too, Doc. Remember how Garvin and David Von Erich feuded over the Texas title? So they feud yes. over it, and then like randomly, the Texas title just disappears for a while. At least that seems like it did. So like you have, you just have. So, these, the, like, so, the, so the real question is: Did the territories not embrace? cable tv and we know they didn't but did they really just not have their their shit together for tv before cable and cable just ex- was the just they just well, see, accelerated right, it and highlighted it but here's the other part of it too so like I, like i told you we only got the sunday night show well what was called the sunday night show for us because for harper and i it came on at 10 35 channel 6 in new orleans which was the Sportatorium show. Y'all got that Saturday show from Fort Worth. I, I couldn't tell you what they were showing on there. All I can see is what's on on the, on the syndicated show from the Sportatorium, which is what most people got. So most people outside of Dallas-Fort Worth. So it's just weird, man. The booking's just, I don't know, bro. It's just it's just really strange how they how they. So do you're shit. saying that Fritz booked like he parented? That's nice. 
What? I ain't going, I'm not going there. <laughs> I wow. don't think he was the booker anyway. I think it was Gary Hart. So you're no, it wasn't, Gary no, Hart. It wasn't, Gary, it wasn't Gary Hart in 83. It wasn't Gary Hart in 83. Gary Hart left at the end of 82, remember? Early 83. He got pissed off about his payoff. Yeah. So maybe that was the reason is maybe people need to go back and look at the one of the reasons they all started dying was because Gary Hart left. No, that's nice. With it. Like but anyway, cloud. I will. I will. Oh, geez, we need to get that ringtone for you, Hopper. <laughs> I will say this. They 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 for the most part, I say for the most part, now that I'm thinking about it, it's a lie because I just watched one with Kerry doing a promo. But um, if you think Kerry's bad doing promos, man. Go find a random one with Brian Adias cutting a promo. Oh, Holy shit. No, thank you. Now, Hopper, the problem. Think the, of the, the worst the thing- promo ever. And that guy is like, that guy is like listening to a, a fucking wall try to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing of it is, and this is what you guys have going for you since you're burying your own product here, is mm-hmm. uh, you are in a period where you have a lot of superstars with tons of charisma to talk about on a weekly basis. Your Chris Adams, your Icemans, your Garvins, your Freebirds, your even the Bon Erics, man. There's just it's a there's a plethora of of hot talent to talk about. Well, Adams and Garvin is everybody wants to talk about the Freebirds, Von Erics. Adams and Garvin in '83 is some hot shit. <laughs> then you Those get Gino, man. That's some good yeah, stuff Gino, too. Yeah, Adams, Adams and Garvin in 83 is some real good shit. Iceman's there too, obviously, but, you know, I mean, it's just different, man. They book shit differently back then. I will say this, man, re-watching Mid-South and World Class, man, Mid-South is better. Okay. I'm just, I'm not that's just your opinion. Homer. I'm not just being a homer with that. It's it's true. So, that's just yeah. my thoughts, So, All right, Hopper's bored out of his mind and ready to go get sleep. Um, where are we at? What are we doing here? What, are we, what else we got? I think it's time for uh... – I think it's time for him to sing my way and then Oh <laughs> dear God, don't go there because by the time right. this airs we would have talked about that. We need to talk about my way on I think it's the September twenty sixth, nineteen eighty seven episode of NWA. We need yeah. to talk about Frank Sinatra's My Way. We'll just leave it at that. What I don't want to say anything more. I know, I know, I know. Hey, real quick, let me um let me uh shout out a couple of people. Shout out to the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis, Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. So give them a listen. They do some classic stuff, some current stuff. Uh really good guys, and they support us, so please support them. And then also shout out to our vantage point, the retro wrestling podcast with Joe Morata, Michael Quinn doing their thing every, every single Monday as well. Uh, you can get them wherever you get our podcast. Uh, they are the northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional. But check them out every single Monday when you check out the wrestling podcast about nothing. Search for those shows wherever you get your podcast and subscribe and rate their show five star as well. And that's all we got. Um, Doc, uh, if you don't have nothing else, and Harper, you can hit the tagline and take us home. Book it, bitch.
Before we get out of here, I want to say thanks again to all the patrons out there for making this show possible each and every week, twice per week as you come along for a Southern Classic Wrestling Ride with myself, Hard Body Hopper, and Doc Turner. Uh, I want to say a special thanks to all the Hall of Fame patrons as well out there. New patrons, or just Hall of Fame patrons in general, I'm sorry. Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC21, Josh Dunn at Ryan and Auburn, good old Justin, K underscore row 86, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Meyer, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, R.E. Miller 39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman822, Marty Howell, and T Hog94, and JMM7530. And also, before I get out of here, special shout out to BTT Hall of Fame patron member Mike Prue and his buddy JV, who are currently covering or breaking down the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month on a weekly basis. Uh, they are currently in 1998 um, by the time this airs um, in January of 2019. But you can go back and check out their 96 and 97 episodes as well. Just dive in with the most recent episodes. New episodes are released every Wednesday morning and they are available on most platforms including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play and all the places you can find podcasts. You can find them on Twitter also at Bottom Line Cast. Mike who has been a Hall of Fame patron for a very long time, so I wanted to shout him out in his uh, new show. I guess we can call it new. It's only a few months old at this point. But, Mike, thank you for being a Hall of Fame patron. We appreciate it, and hopefully you and JV are doing well uh, with your bottom line cast. So uh, that's all I got. I hope you guys have a new year and new me, as this will drop after the new year. So thanks again, guys. We appreciate everything you do as patrons for this show. Uh, So take care and be blessed and be a blessing, brothers.